Welcome back to Insert Coins. My name is Mike Englehart. Welcome back to the podcast if you've been popping in here before. If you're new, I also want to welcome you to the podcast. We are dedicated solely to the world of video games from the voice and perspective of, of an industry professional being me. And so I want to thank you for popping in and listening today. It is July 8th. It is episode 7. And July 8th means it's National Video Game Day. So happy National Video Game Day to everybody that's out there. Comes around every year on this time. I was actually did not know about this until today, funny enough. And there's actually two that I learned. There's National Video Game Day. And then there's National Video Games Day. And the difference between the two that I found out is National Video Game Day is more dedicated to playing video games and the video game itself, whereas National Video Games Day, which is in September, September 12th, is more about the celebration of the world of video games, sort of the the industry of video games, if you will. At least that's what I've gathered from a website called National Today. And before we get into the show, well, actually, so what are we here to talk about today? Today's show, we're going to talk about the best video game memories that I've had as a gamer. So you can get to know a bit more about me as a gamer. Yeah, I work in the industry, but it's all come from a passion for playing games since I was very young. So I've sort of 10 of my most memorable video game memories as a gamer, trying to span from when I was four years old to, to today. We'll get to that in just a second. So this website National Today, they put out a poll and it was done by a top Portland PR firm. Only a thousand Americans pulled, but I thought, let's take a look and see what these a thousand Americans have to say about video games. So the first question they asked is, what's the best gaming console? So tied for first with 38% each was PlayStation and Xbox. And I have no idea if this is rigged. And Nintendo came in second at 21%. Next question was, what is the best video game franchise? So number one at 47%, Super Mario. Kind of funny how Nintendo is not the best gaming console, but the best video game franchise. I'm not disputing it because I think, obviously, if you've listened to some of the previous episodes, they've done great stuff. Number two, Call of Duty at 21%. Number three, Donkey Kong at 19%. So another uh, Nintendo property up in there. Grand Theft Auto at number four with 19%. Pokemon, Nintendo again, 16% at number five. Zelda, you see the trend here, at six with 13%. Sonic the Hedgehog at seven, also with 13%. Final Fantasy and Halo, 9%. Take up the eight and nine spots. And Crash Bandicoot, number 10 at 7%. Of course, new Crash stuff is coming on the way soon. How often do you play video games? So the number one answer, every day, 31%. Funny enough, the number two answer rarely, also at 31%, and at 23%, two to three times a week. I play, well, I guess actually if we go up to the top, best gaming console for me right now, the Xbox. Last generation, well, this generation has been split, so I'd say it's about equal. And my Switch, it has its moments. I definitely play it more when I fly back to Toronto, but I'm not really flying anytime soon. And best video game franchise, well, for where I am at my life, the Grand Theft Auto would be ranked a bit higher. Mario's going to be up there too, but it wouldn't be my number one right now. How often do I play video games? I'm not every day, but I'm also not two to three times a week. I'd be more four to five times a week. I like to try to play every day, but sometimes I just don't have the time. I guess in working in it, you could say I play every day, but that's work, not play. 
the next question was, when do mobile gamers like to play games on their phones? So we'll go bottom to top here. So in the number eight spot on my commute to work, 8%. Before I leave to work, leave for work was number seven at 12%. Whenever I'm eating, number six at 20%. During my breaks at work, number five at 21%. I thought this one would be higher. Number four, when I'm on the toilet, 34%. I mean, don't get me wrong. One in three people like to play when they're on the toilet. I mean, you can do a lot of deep thinking there, but you can also play a good mobile game. Number three, before I go to sleep at 39%, which they say is not the best time to be playing games, but we all do it. Number two, when I'm watching TV, 41%. I actually find it is a, a good time to play mobile games. I mean, we are becoming very, I think we all have a little bit of ADD. And when you watch TV, it's easy to play a game, especially during the commercial break. So I'm not surprised to see that number two. And number one, of course, whenever I'm bored, 66%. Actually, the numbers don't add up there, but maybe you could answer more than once is what I'm gathering there. National Video Game Day activities, if you didn't get a chance to do it. So they say, stage a marathon with some friends, visit a themed bar. Maybe you're doing one of those, probably not doing the second one. Well, maybe you are, depends on where you live. Number three, dress up. Whether you're Luigi, Nathan Drake, putting on the costume is half, half the fun. So, why do we love National Video Game Day? Well, they're timeless. I agree with that. They've never gone out of style. Probably the thing I like most about living in video games, or living in video games, I guess I do live in video games, but working in video games is it's ever-changing. It never stays the same. And I've said this, you know, I've been working in mobile now for, well, not quite a decade, but we're getting there. And if you had told me, you know, even 10 years ago, that I'd be making games for phones. I would have told you you're crazy. But look at where we are. And who knows where we're going to be five years from now. Um, we also love National Video Game Day because they're never boring. That's not entirely true. I think we've all played a few boring video games. You know, maybe you got a minute or two and you're like, this is terrible. I'm done with this. So that's not always true. Good ones are never boring, but they're not all. They're not. They're not all never boring. And they teach us valuable life lessons. So I do believe in that. I, I do think there's a lot of stuff in there you can learn. I mean, video games can get a bad rap, but um, there's a lot of things that you learn playing video games, never mind things like hand-eye coordination. Uh, so lots to celebrate with video games. So happy National Video Game Day to you, July 8th, 2020. Mark it on your calendar. And then remember, in about three months' time, we'll be celebrating National Video Games Day. So I learned a little bit something new there, and hopefully you did as well. So on to the content which celebrates National Video Game Day. I have 10 of my most favorite gaming memories. And I thought I'd give you a chance to get to know me a bit more and a chance to share some stories from the gamer in me. And I've always said, I hope that when I'm old and gray, which we're slowly getting there, I'm still playing video games the way I am now. I don't really see why that's going to change. I hope I'm still playing heated best of seven NHL series against my, my good buddy Quincy when I go back to see him in Ontario. That's the dream. So I, I just never see them fading out of my life. 
obviously things change when you have a family, kids, things like that. But I've always sort of fantasized about when and if that happens for me that I can play games with my kids. And you always saw movies, you know, take your dad to school day and, you know, this guy's a lawyer, this guy's a doctor, so on and so forth. I always thought, well, how cool would it be to be, I make video games for a living and kind of have your little bit of stardom with the kids there. Anyways, but I digress. Let's get into my top 10 favorite gaming memories. And in no order here, just in an order, probably more chronological order. So number one, playing the Atari 2600 for the first time. So this happened when I was about four years old. My aunt and uncle used to take care of me when my parents went out of town for the weekend. And my dad was going to play in a baseball tournament, so they dropped me off at my aunt's place for the weekend. You know, little did I know that my uncle had gone out and just purchased the Atari 2600. And I'd not been exposed to video games before, I'd not seen video games before. I'm four years old, so it's you're still kind of getting to learn the ropes here of life, and I think fun and toys were a lot simpler. So we got home. I went with them to the store. My uncle picked it up. My cousins were with me. My, my aunt and uncle have uh, um, three sons, and Tim, Doug, and Jeff. And so we all went out, got the 2600, picked it up, came back to their place, and hooked it up. And we started to play. And to say it was love at first sight would be an understatement. I fell in love with this thing right away. And I believe all we had was combat. It might have been combat and video Olympics, which was video Olympics was basically, you know, 50 versions of Pong, just with different paddles, different properties, sticky Pong. You know, they, they dressed it up as like hockey, soccer, things like that. And we played and played and played and played and played. And it was time to go to bed. And I remember distinctly not wanting to go to bed because I was lit on video games. I did not want to stop playing. But anyways, had to, had to be put to bed. I wasn't in bed long. I got up and I went back downstairs, turned it back on, started playing. I don't know what time it was when I started playing, but it wasn't uh, that late. We'll call it like 11, up way, way past my bedtime to begin with. And hours fly by. And my aunt, I guess, woke up and heard a noise and came downstairs and caught me playing the game. And it was probably four in the morning. So she had to rip it out of my hands. I'm not going anywhere. I am completely not happy with that, that occurring. And she had to put me to bed. I was apparently a nightmare. I was telling her she did not smell like my mom. And uh, they, you know, you just gaming hangover just fried my brain. Anyways, it was a great first impression. That's where I fell in, fell in love with video games for the first time. And that's number one of my favorite gaming memories. Number two relates to kind of the same thing, which was, so my, my aunt and uncle in, my uncle's still with us and and my uncle and my oldest uh, cousin his his oldest son my my cousin jeff run a tree nursery in uh, hornby ontario and you know, their business has always done well and they always had some of the latest technology before everybody else so number two is visiting my cousins to play the latest consoles because they always had the the biggest and, and best thing that was out there when they were done with the Atari 2600, I believe it was repurposed to our family and Santa gave it to us. And I was young, I didn't know any better and got the Atari 2600. I couldn't have been happier at the time to have it at my house. And that was a couple of years later. And 
my uncle then had upgraded to the Intellivision. And so every time we would go to my aunt and uncle's house, it was always a chance to play the latest and greatest video games. And so whether it was the Intellivision, and it was just such a, a better system than the Atari back in the day. It's also part of the reason I'm excited for the Intellivision Amico that comes out in the fall. We'll see what happens with that. They also had the Commodore 64 before anybody, really, rated right release. And so playing games like Summer Games, Winter Games, Pit Stop, um, Jumpman. Oh, you can just go on and on with the Commodore 64. There were so many games. But I, I always had so much excitement going up to visit their house because I knew it was going to be the best of the best of video games. It lasted until... The NES, which is my number three favorite gaming memory. So getting my Nintendo Entertainment System. That was when, probably because my cousins were older and maybe didn't have the same love affair with video games that I did. But when we got the NES, which we got it fairly early in the cycle. Oh man, it was so exciting. There was a time before we got it. I grew up in a you know lower middle class family. My mom stayed at home. My dad worked and you know they did everything for us but we didn't always have everything at launch. And we used to rent the Nintendo Entertainment System from, oh, I'm gonna forget the name. Anyways, there was a video place not far from where I grew up. We used to bike down there and we used to rent the system. You could rent it, I think, for 20 bucks for a weekend and rent a couple games and bring it home. And then we actually just ended up getting it one year for Christmas and it was, incredible it was such a great memory because i didn't have to bike down and rent it anymore and the worst part about renting the nes was taking it back and now that you had the system you didn't have to worry about that and I'll, I'll throw on top of it call it favorite memory 3a going to that video store going to any video store and renting video games was awesome you didn't have the money to go out and just buy games every weekend so you know you saved up the money you got from doing errands, shoveling laneways, cutting grass, helping with yard work, canvassing the neighbors for things you could do for five, 10 bucks. And then you'd rent games for a period of time. And I can't remember exactly how many days, I think like new releases you got for like three days and older ones for a week. And it was great. And so you'd sit down, you'd binge the game, you'd play it as hard as humanly possible to try to beat it in the rental time and then take it back. And the NES was, yeah, it was just a great system. So many fond memories, Tecmo Bowl, obviously the Super Mario Brothers series. So many great games, Rad Racer, Baseball Stars. Oh, Baseball Stars was fantastic. I used to play a lot with, um, there were two guys that I grew up across the street from, uh, George and Roger, and we used to, used to play uh, games a lot. And I also remember biking up to Toys R Us and, and buying, you know, when you actually had the money to buy a game and buy a game. And it was always a dice roll because you could buy some bad games. But buying those games and just the memories with the NES was was fantastic. Just we never had um, the robot. We didn't have the light guns. But yeah, just endless nights staying up too late playing the NES. And just sort of it was that first, that next level uh, that I got to in a younger age. Okay, moving on. Number four. The Sega Genesis and sports gaming goodness. So the Sega Genesis and the SNES obviously went head to head. I was more of a Genesis guy. I had both, but the Genesis was the sports haven. It was all of the EA games were better on the Genesis, in my opinion. I think Quincy and I could debate this one day. 
And one of them was the NHL series, the Madden series, the NBA Live series, Tony La Russa baseball, even the first party Sega stuff, World Series baseball, David Robinson's basketball, Evander Holyfield, Real Deal Boxing, Joe Montana football, which was a Sega property at the time, Sports Talk football, Sports Talk baseball, the Mutant League games, Mutant League football, Mutant League hockey, hardball. Oh, there's so many to, to remember. It was just an amazing system. And that's where I truly lo- fell in love with sports video games. And it, even to this day, I have a little um, emulation handheld that I bought from China. And, you know, you can put some naughty games on it, if you will. And so, you know, I haven't updated because there are people out there still modding NHL 20 today with current rosters and new teams and things like that. And I have that and I take that sometimes flying and NHL 94 still stands up today. One of the best games EA ever made and Genesis and all the sports games was uh, phenomenal. And that will carry us into number five because when you get really good at a game, sometimes you want to exploit that. So we used to run these call them bootleg illegal NHL 94 tournaments and would charge entry fees and that's my number five memory is running these NHL 94 tournaments we used to set up tournaments at a local retail video game store that I worked at so Friday night you know all the regular customers you're working there you'd canvas that a tournament's coming up you'd canvas the details 20 bucks ahead to get in You'd cap it out at 16 or 32 players. We'd set up the table, set up the tournament uh, brackets, and people would come in and play. And there was myself and Quincy, who were top-notch at the game, probably lifetime, probably 50-50 split in that game. And these people would come and play, and they'd bring their money, and we'd set up the prize pools, and it was usually a top two take everything. And Quincy and I used to... Most often, I'd say high 90% of the time, leave with all the winnings. But these people would keep coming back. I remember we also ran one in high school at a guy's house. And I I think we had, it was a two-on-two tournament because you could play with, um, there was a four-way play adapter where you could get two-on-two happening. And that was a massive tournament we ran as well. People brought their TVs to that. There were multiple Genesis. It was like high-end organization and all to profit and put money in our pockets. So that would be my number five gaming memory, running the NHL 94 tournaments. A lot of fun and uh, very, very profitable back in the day as well. I still don't know why people came back as much as they did. Probably because when you gamble, you chase money and they wanted to win their money back and it wasn't going to happen. We'll be back with number six through 10 of my favorite gaming memories today on National Video Game Day, right after this short break. Okay, so since it's National Video Game Day, we're going to continue with my favorite gaming memories. We've gone one through five, just to quickly run them back again. Number one, playing the Atari 2600 for the first time. Number two, visiting my cousins to play the latest consoles. Number three, getting my NES. Number four, the Sega Genesis and sports gaming goodness. And number five, running NHL 94 tournaments and always winning big money. So on to number six. And number six... Saving up my hard-earned money and buying the TurboGrafx-16. 
I remember I bought it from a store called Microplay in Mississauga, Ontario, and I was fascinated with this machine. and And back in the day, you had to read the EGMs, the Game Pro magazines, to see what was coming out. And I fell in love with this thing. It looked like it had really good sports games. It had the TV sports series. Funny enough, the TV sports, uh, football, hockey, they weren't that great in the end. Basketball, they looked good, but they weren't that great. But good enough to play. And I fell in love with the series Military Madness. Obviously, a game that everybody knows really well. And yeah, it was a system I got a lot of fun out of. Even Keith Courage and Alpha Zones, the packing game was fantastic. World-class baseball. Again, the TV sports stuff. They had Devil's Crush and Alien Crush, which were pinball pinball games, which were a lot of fun. Splatterhouse. You know, Military Mad is probably one of the it's probably one of the most memorable ones. Again, I, I have that on that small uh, Chinese handheld emulation device. Still a great game. Still stands up well today. Fantastic strategy, turn-based strategy game. And I think it was an underappreciated system. I'm so happy to see. The Turbo Graphics Mini come out recently because I don't think a lot of people got to play it. It also had the coolest software too. The Hue cards that you plugged in were really cool and they're really fun to collect. And it was just it was different. And unfortunately, it came out at a at a weird time and sort of fell on flat, fell on its face a bit in North America. But I was still happy that I owned it, and I still from time to time catch catch myself going on eBay, contemplating, do I want to buy? One of these just to have, like the mini is cool, but I, I kind of would like the real thing. Number seven, the Commodore 64 years. So I did have a Commodore 64, and a guy across the street from me, further down, his name was Rob. He had one as well. There's a program you could use on Commodore 64 called Fast Hack'em, and it allowed you to basically copy games back and forth. You could hole punch your floppy disks and allow your, yourself to write to them, so you could copy games and. The the big thing with Commodore 64 that was great, of course, the games were bootlegged. It was illegal, but everybody did it. And you had shoe boxes full of games, and most people didn't label them. So part of the fun was putting the disc in the disc drive, booting up the menu, and seeing what was on that game. There were a lot of games I had fun with, but some of the most memorable ones, Superstar Ice Hockey, was one of the deepest. It wasn't the best playing hockey game, but it was super deep for the time. There were indoor sports, which was also made by the same、uh, company, which had bowling, air hockey, and darts, which was a lot of fun to play. School days, which was this weird game where you played a kid in school, like a British private school, and the goal was to try to collect all of these flags in the school. But you had to like go to classrooms, sit in your seat. You got lines from the teachers if you did bad things. You carried around a slingshot. You tried to sabotage other kids. Really wacky game. But very memorable. Mail order monsters, which was an EA game, which was fantastic. You basically grew these monsters, developed them, and then they would battle. It's a game that I think EA should bring back. I, I think you could make that game today、it、would be awesome. But the 64 was amazing.、I、spent many many nights at my parents' place playing that in the back room in the downstairs basement, and、uh, definitely some some fantastic memories. Number eight, the 3DO. And getting that over the Jaguar, which Quincy got, which which was Jaguar was just terrible. 3DO was was awesome, and with some of the new price points coming out for the PlayStation Five, we're actually going to have video games as expensive as the 3DO ones were back in the day. 3DO ones back in the day were eighty, ninety bucks Canadian, 
and rumor is that's what the PF, PS5 games are going to go now. 80, 90 bucks back when the 3DO was out is a lot of money. Still a lot of money now, especially in the current economy. But 3DO was awesome. It, it looked great. You had games for the first time like Need for Speed, which was fantastic at the time. Looked so amazing. Road Rash was amazing. FIFA and Madden played really well. Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of support for the system itself. It had a lot of potential, but they also got greedy. And Trip Hawkins, who who was a big part of the 3DO, the licensing fees were too expensive, and Sony undercut them, and that was the end of the 3DO. But I had a lot of fun with that system. PGA Golf was fun on that system. Shockwave was another good game, but the 3DO was great. It looked good. It was groundbreaking for how it looked. Unfortunately, it didn't last very long. It was super expensive at the time, but still... I uh, had a lot of fun playing that in uh, my first year in uh, college and uh, played the crap out of that thing. Loved the 3DO. Number nine, le- it is a gaming memory, but working the retail store I worked at was called Underground Entertainment. Horrible name for a video game store. Not the right name at all. But part of the fun and the gaming memory of working there was when it wasn't busy because there were a lot of used games that we sold. Not, not that different than what EB Games does today. You could plug the games in. We had a lot, all the consoles set up, so you could try anything. And when it was dead, I just played games, and I would try a lot of games. And sometimes, if they were good, I would actually buy them from the store because I got a little discount for working there. And it was great just to play games, try games out. And even cooler was that when people came in to talk games, you knew a lot about what was good and what wasn't good. Your job wasn't to steer people away from buying bad games, but I didn't want people to buy stuff that wasn't very good. So that was fun. And there were a lot of days. It wasn't a super busy store, so there was a lot of time to play games. And it was fun to rifle through the catalog and, and try different things and and just play and enjoy and try games I normally wouldn't have had a chance to play. So it was a really nice fringe benefit working there. And last but not least, number 10, which is more recent. And I'm skipping over... PSX, PS2, PS3, PS4, and just getting to current day. And and that is more recently ordering a custom arcade cabinet. I probably could have included in here as well, which I'll partner with this. Going to the arcade was a massive gaming memory. We used to go all the time. My mom hated me going. She was so scared. It was a seedy place. Get Give the guy a $10 bill and get 40 quarters in your pocket. And man, you had hours of fun. And of course, arcade games for the longest time were the best looking games. It's where you got the the best of the best gaming experience. And so more recently, ordering this custom arcade cabinet, it was always a fantasy to have one of these at home. And just for where we're at in the world right now, the ability to for this thing to have literally thousands of games and have a lot of my childhood memories with me is going to be fantastic. And I'll have this thing for the rest of time, so it will be part of the family if you will till the end of time and even right now telling the story i'm fantasizing about taking delivery of it when it's actually done because you know nothing beat pumping quarters into machines back in the day the visceral feel of the joystick in your hand slamming the buttons in a different time even at a young age the smell of cigarette smoke inside the arcade that of course will not be in my place because i don't partake in cigarette smoking um and yeah, just spent many, many hours and tons of money. A bad childhood memory. Well, not bad. Bad in the sense that I got in trouble for it. I love going to the arcade so much. My grandmother used to give me silver dollars. And stupidly, 
I took those down and cashed them in for four quarters periodically and did not know they were worth more than a dollar. And arcade guy, you know, he kind of took advantage of me at the same time. But anyways, got in trouble for that. I used to do that. I didn't do it forever, but I did enough of them and that was bad. So number 10, getting this custom arcade cabinet. It's going to bring back a lot of childhood memories. And I look forward to diving through all the games on it and literally going through years, months, days of my childhood, getting a chance to relive those and, and having those memories with me for the rest of my life going forward. So I hope you have a lot of gaming memories out there. I'm sure you do. Everybody does if you're a gamer. And I'm curious what your top 10 are. Hopefully you had a chance to celebrate National Video Game Day. And this has been a fun trip celebrating some of my favorite gaming memories. Remember September 12th, National Video Games Day. We'll definitely talk about that. That's where we talk about the industry. And if you haven't yet today, play a game, have some fun, and celebrate National Video Game Day. And just like that, we are at the end of episode seven. Thank you so much for stopping by today to help me celebrate National Video Game Day. Don't forget, you can catch us on all your favorite podcast sites. Just click the follow button, subscribe, and get notified of future episodes when they're online. Thank you so much to everybody as well who's been sharing out the podcast. You've been great in helping us grow our listenership. It helps so much every single week. If you have comments, questions, feedbacks, even ideas for the show, you can reach us at insertcoinstalk at gmail.com. That's insertcoinstalk at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day. Don't forget to play something. It's National Video Game Day. And until next time, happy gaming, everybody.